Hello, lovely theater nerd listeners. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And before we start this episode of the Theater Nerds podcast, I wanted to say that this week's episode was recorded before the events of last week with the overturning of Roe v. Wade. I want to pause and acknowledge the varying emotional states you might be in. We see you. Throughout the years, art, music, dance, and theater have been an integral part of the resistance, protest, processing, and healing of our society. It is our hope that as you feel able, you'll come join us in this space where we continue to value theater and the power of performing arts. We invite you to find refuge, rest, love, empowerment, community, and even hope in the world of theater. We send our love to you all in these hard moments. Thank you for listening, and here's this week's episode. But I wanted to know, Patti LaPone looks like a child in this show, number one. Number two, I think she's nervous, which is so interesting, Mm -hmm. because normally on stage when we've seen her now, she looks like she just belongs there. She is not worried at all. Hello, and welcome to episode 21 of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history. But we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your neighbor's wife direction of Company Junior, you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. That's right. You can also leave us a star rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. To find out more about the Theater Nerd Cult, check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. In today's episode, we're discussing a Tony's Rewind. All right, Rachel, let's talk about all things Tony Awards, which we we have, you know, this is a trend now. I think we're just going to constantly talk about the Tony Awards. Trending, <laughs> you know. Hashtag trending. We yeah. love the Tony Awards. We it's, do. It's awesome. So. Yeah. And we've been in this, you know, the this year's Tony Awards was a couple of weeks ago. We've been in this headspace. So we thought it'd be fun to do another Tony's Rewind. I, I think that we, we enjoy our Tony's Rewinds. Yes. We love, we love the Tony Awards, but we should talk about what our Tony Rewind is. What a Tony Rewind episode here at the Theater Nerds podcast is like. Absolutely. Absolutely. So our Theater Nerds, for those that are just joining in, our Tony's Rewind is where we look back at a Tony Awards show and reflect and just do some, you know, big introspection and we look in the mirror, we, you know, who is that, that girl or boy staring back at me? 
and we and we say hmm did we did did we or did they get did it we? right <laughs> did we get it right on the predictions that we made did they get it right um for the awards that they awarded and this one was super fun because um it was way before we were born we were uh Rachel I don't know if you know this we were negative eight years old <laughs> when this happened <laughs> Wow. Thank you. I didn't, I mean, my negative eight year self has some thoughts, I'm sure about the Tony Awards, but my 26 year old self has maybe some more thoughts. than the. We always have thoughts, even if we weren't born yet. (laughs) You know, always thoughts on theater. Exactly. Okay. Taylor. So before we talk about this Tony award, um, we should maybe tell people what a Tony is. What, what is the Tony? What are the Tony awards? Why did you they exist when did they start let's tell us that's a good question let's just sit back why do they exist (laughs) sorry not to get existential in the first three minutes of this podcast this is like toy story the toys are having an existential crisis (laughs) and we're like what's going on um so the tony awards are a you know just like any award show they uh you know give out awards to uh, the people that are in their community, the theater community, of course, it's basically our Super Bowl. Um, yeah. You know, we don't do sports around here, football, what, uh, you know, whatever type of football we're talking about, we don't do it. So, <laughs> uh, except, you know, the difference with this and the sport is that there are many teams competing for the variety of awards and it celebrates the uh, the season of the prior year of when, Uh, usually in June of the year previous as well. Uh, The awards were founded by theater producer and director Brock Pemberton and are named after Antoinette Tony Perry, an actress, producer, and theater director who was also the co-founder and secretary of the American Theater Wing. The first Tony Award ceremony was held on April 6, 1947, and um, for those that want to do a deeper dive into the Tony Award history, we, uh, I don't know if we've said this in previous episodes, but we'll link some uh, links down in the show notes below so you guys can do your own deep dive as well. The Tony Award website is actually a great resource if you guys want to learn more about it. Absolutely. There are fun facts and everything. So you can get your trivia correct next so, Yeah week at your trivia yeah. time at your next at your next tony awards watch along make all your friends answer the tony award trivia and um, see how they do yes uh, they, good point if they get one wrong they have to take a shot <laughs> yeah i love it it's like a password to a, a speakeasy you have to get yeah. you have to actually you have to get the trivia correct to even come in you have to get one trivia correct well, to come in honestly could we even do that (laughs) an elite party yes we could do it no yeah we probably could all right so let's dive into this year's this not this year's but the year tony award that we are talking about this uh this evening as we're recording this um so we're talking about the 42nd annual tony awards which was held on june 5th 1988 at the minskoff theater which rachel do you know what musical is and will forever be playing at the minskoff theater it's a circle of life. <laughs> oh, throwback to our first Tony's Rewind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. The Lion King. So this was bef- 
pre-Disney on Broadway. Mm. Um, I wonder, you know, if that's, it's, it's not really felt it at all, but you know, <laughs> I don't think, um, I wonder if Disney even had plans at this point to bring in, like if they were talking about it at all. Anyway, mm. interesting. That's a good point. Uh, this was hosted by Mrs. Potts herself. Speaking of Disney. Speaking of Disney. Angela Lansbury. Wonderful. The one, the only Angela Lansbury, who I believe, if this is correct, has hosted the Tony Awards the most. Really? I did not know that. She's done five. Five yeah. telecasts. Wow. That's so many. And then Neil Patrick Harris and Hugh Jackman are tied for second with four. See? That is the trivia I would get right at the door. Yep, absolutely. You'd get right in. And I'd be like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> be like, who? Yeah. So yeah. these were the uh, musicals and plays being awarded for the 1987 and 1988 season. Um, this was broadcast on CBS. We shouted them out last last time. Not a sponsor, yes. but, you know, it, yeah. it was kind of cool. I did, there were like, some like ads during the the telecast that i watched and i did first of all i didn't know that at&t was this old <laughs> that was the one i was like wait at&t was around in 1988 <laughs> you were like what? what there was no cell phone so i was confused but i guess they did other stuff back then the and uh, this was the year my parents got married so that's fun oh that is fun they had been married for um, two months by this time. So. Wow. What a life. Yep. Hot dates at the Tony Awards. <laughs> yeah, they were totally watching it. Um, <laughs> so there was some, we, you know, this, this, we chose this Tony Awards because there's a lot of controversy, I'd say, in mm. some of the choices that were made. I mean, was it, there when is the, when is, I think there was personally. Maybe it's just me. We're, Maybe it's yeah, just Taylor me. and I are are ready to spill the tea, and we have different tea to yeah. spill. And I already physically yeah. spilled my tea, so yeah, yeah. Uh, and but also, I think it's interesting. The ceremony as a whole isn't that different from today, but I also feel like it like went by a lot. Fat like I felt like there wasn't as much like empty space an empty time i don't know so this is all all of me saying like what did you think of the overall um vibe of this ceremony what did you think about like the the angela lansbury like what were your thoughts on the overall ceremony yeah i have a few thoughts on the ceremony at large without thoughts about the musicals Mm -hmm. and the winners so number one uh there are less categories so there are less yeah. acceptance speeches. There were also three or four people who were not in attendance right. the night of the show. Um, and so literally what you say is we accept this award on their behalf and, and we, and they extend their thanks to the Tony uh, nomination and voters like the, the theater American theater wing. Like, so, you know, way shorter, way shorter ceremony. It felt things moved pretty quickly, although it didn't feel like it was super action packed. You know what I mean? I just felt like, right. Yeah um so it was there, very that. like these are the shows we're awarding them good night <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. I I also felt like Angela Lansbury had three or four costume changes loved it loved her outfits she really I thought she pretty much stayed in she no because 
She had that original outfit. She had an outfit in the middle, and then she had that blue outfit with the sparkly yeah. things at the end. Yeah, people's outfits were. It was. It was fun. It was a time. Yeah, it was a sign of the times. Is yes. what it was. <laughs> it was a sign of the times. <laughs> um, you are correct. It was. Yeah. So there, there was that. The other thing that I noticed was there were quite a few people who were awarding. Okay, so two two other things I noticed. Number one, the people who were awarding the nominees and awarding the winners, they stood there for two categories. So mm-hmm. they said nominations for one category, like featured actress in a play, and then they maybe also said featured actor in a play. Right. So the two um, people up there said the same thing, gave that. I think that that really helps. I think that there's less introduction so that was too. happening. I So I liked that. I will say some people tried to be funny and none of it was funny or the audience didn't think any of it was funny, which was even more awkward. Like the person who was awarding lighting, costumes, and lighting and costumes for musical was trying to be really funny. And I thought he was funny or set design, costumes and lighting. I think he was doing all three. And he was trying to be funny, like with the stage was moving. He like broke his glasses talking about costuming. He literally, someone handed him a lamp at one point to talk about lighting. And he thought he was being really funny and absolutely no one in the audience laughed. Like absolutely no one. Well, so that kind of, it almost reminds me of like me thinking I am going to be a good stand-up comic one day. And then I would (laughs) go out and do that and no one would think I'm funny um <laughs> yeah it, I felt bad because I yeah. I think it's funny but clearly people there didn't think it was funny well the other thing I was thinking so that's another was, thing I, I wonder noticed. if some of the if because there's like audience mics too maybe they were turned off during that time so yeah maybe, I don't know who's to say but who is I to think say? the other thing that I felt was interesting thinking about this Tony Awards was there was no real opening number yeah. um, to the Tonys. There was no like divas on Broadway, like we saw with Rosie O'Donnell. And there was no, you know, Neil pa- Patrick Harris. There was no, Darren right. Chris wrote this musical and Ar- Ariana DeBose sang it, right? Or number. And Ariana right. DeBose sang it. It was truly Sh- Angela Lansbury narrating what had happened at, and the importance of musical theater, which is exactly how she ended the show. She was just doing a lot of narration. And then in the background, you heard the orchestrations for all of the leading best musicals and best revivals. And you saw some people, you know, some performers come on stage and, you know, dance a little bit behind her in shadow. So I found that interesting. I mean, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate that. I just, it was a different choice. And I wonder if that cut some of the time too. Yeah. That's what I'm wondering too. Like, it's not as, at least from the vibe that I got, it wasn't as big as a spectacle as it is today. Like, it's not like a, you know, huge. And I wonder, I'm sure the, even the viewership probably wasn't like super high back then. Maybe it was, I don't know. I'm Yeah, I think the other thing that this made me think of, because someone made a passing comment to me over the past few weeks since we've been, just recently saw our 2022 Tony Awards, um, was how how much the Tony Awards over time has become 
a joke on jokes only for the theater audience. Like my parents sometimes when they watch the show with me, maybe don't get all of the jokes and then feel right. left out. And this was there were because there's no opening number that like makes fun of all the shows. You're just hearing the orchestrations and Angela is literally telling you things that there's not a lot to miss out on in a way that maybe was more inclusive uh, for people who were coming in having no theater knowledge. Although I, I will say that probably you're right that people maybe outside of the theater were not actually watching it. So I, I just wonder if it was right. part partly right. how they conducted themselves. Um, yeah. And I, I the one other thing I'll say about the show overall, the Tony Award show overall, is that I really, really, really loved that you got a full scene from every best play nomination. Love. Like I loved it. I loved yeah. that. I think we should definitely, that's something we should definitely bring back is, is doing that. I think it would, it would provide people with more information about the, about the plays and an understanding yeah. of them. And not yeah. just that, right? Like, because we've seen one of the other Tony awards do the like uh, video compilation of the scenes and right. maybe that helps you understand with the narration over it of like everything, but you get to see them act. Like you could just see them. I, I thought after watching those scenes, I was like, yeah, that makes sense why this show won. Right. Because I, I loved that scene. And wow, if these actors are giving that and this direction is like that the entire show, I love that. Mm. And, and so it's not even just about the plot that I might need to know. It's I get to see people's craft and, I still don't understand why we do that with the musical numbers only now right. and not, and well, do we, I mean, that's the question considering Sutton Foster didn't sing on this past Tony's, but you know, right. Like what is the purpose of, of doing that? Isn't it supposed to be to remind people why they were nominated in the first place? Well, unfortunately it's probably more about ratings than it is about anything nowadays. Um, yeah. So they yeah. can get money for advertisements, but you know, Fair. we don't have to talk about that fun stuff, but hashtag um, money. <laughs> hashtag no money. Um, <laughs> but I do, do want to shout out my low key, and I'm going to just say it up front my low key, like MVP moment of the whole Tony Award show was Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> Madonna. Okay, wait, let's clarify for the audience. This is so funny. Tell it them what so happened. Good. So Madonna comes out, first of all, I didn't know Madonna did a play on Broadway until this was this. her first time. Yes. So she was in the play Speed the Plow by David Mamet. And she comes out to present. What did she present? I'm trying to. Did she present the regional theater? Yes. So Madonna came out and presented the regional theater Tony Award, the special Tony Award. Um, and you like she's like fumbling with her mic at one point and then I guess some producer or someone yells at her like don't touch the mic or something and she's like okay and then she like later on tells us that she, this is what she gets from like not coming to rehearsal and it's, it's just <laughs> it is freaking hilarious it is so funny and you can tell she is like nervous but also like she's really coming up with these jokes like very quickly and she's very she seems like very genuine which is really cool 
um and for being madonna <laughs> yeah and um it's also funny too because obviously patty lapone is nominated and performed in this tony awards and madonna played uh, evita in the evita movie you know and not patty lapone you know much to patty lapone's chagrin and mm-hmm. so that was interesting i don't think it had happened yet but don't quote me i found that's so funny she's talking about so she literally comes out and she's trying to adjust her microphone to be the height of her and that's when someone yells at her off stage I think and she's like oh okay and then she like is very aware of her posture where she's slouching she's like this is bad for me so she just does this whole bit that was it was it was just great it was funny and also I was like Madonna yeah I know it didn't seem scripted which was nice and also it it felt like the opposite of the Will Smith (laughs) like the opposite of like the complete opposite of the Will Smith Chris Rock thing of like this is what can happen that like an improv thing that is fun and light and funny and not hurting anyone yes and not hurting anyone exactly so um, well, we should say, I think we could dive into the shows that were nominated this year um, for the 1998 Tony or the 42nd Tony Awards. We have Serafina. We have Romance Romance. We have Into the Woods and we have The Phantom of the Opera. And then we have uh, for Best Play, we have Speed the Plow, Joe Turner's Come and Gone. A Walk in the Woods and M Butterfly. I thought it was funny that there were two musical and play that were about woods. <laughs> you were like, ooh, woodsy. And then for Best Revival, I feel we should say these two. Absolutely. We have Dream Girls, Cabaret, A Streetcar Named Desire, and Anything Goes. Yes, but A Streetcar Named Desire is a play. Correct? Yeah, it is a play. So they normally, this, I wonder if they did this back in the day of like, they normally split the revival of musical and play up and they put these all in one category. I know. I, there's a lot of things where I'm like, what, you know, hello, <laughs> hmm? huh? Uh, so these were, uh, cause literally, the- wait, I just need you to yeah. know that that happens also in best costume design, best scenic design and best lighting design are all plays and musicals together for this mm-hmm. 1988 yeah. version, which this is, I mean, if we just look at the categories, this totally makes sense. Why it t- was such a short Tony award ceremony. Yeah. We cut down most, we cut down all of the like best scenic design of a play of a musical lighting design of a play of a musical. Like all of those are captured together. And there are some, that we don't some like light you know sound design is not on here because it doesn't exist yet as a category um so there's a few things that are not on here that are in the current tonys and i find this really this is really interesting Hmm. now so those were the performances that we saw we saw performances from the plays as rachel said earlier we also, of course, saw the performances from the musicals. What was your favorite performance that you saw, Rachel? Oh, my goodness. This is a really good question, okay? Because, to be honest, I didn't know anything about romance, romance. Yeah, me neither. But or I Serafina, really... I didn't know. Serafina, I knew, but only because I had seen a clip of this 
in compilation with something else um because I think it was I don't know anyway but I didn't I don't really know that much about it but romance romance I know I knew nothing about I know a little bit about now they did such a good job they did did such a good job where I was like I want to go see that show like that's what happened I watched it and I was like I need to go see that so there was that I have a lot of thoughts about the other performances (laughs) so I don't know how to categorize what my favorite was um Mm -hmm. but but so I'm just going to go with romance, romance, because I want to talk about all the other ones, That's great. but that one That's was great. the most surprising and I potentially my favorite in a different kind of way, but I have thoughts about all the rest. What about you, Taylor? Well, romance, romance is an interesting concept too. When I looked up what the show is about and what just the way they were, it was presented in the, sh- in the, you know, their performance, it was fascinating. I also have some hot takes about, you know, I have some hot takes just about these Tony Awards, but the, <laughs> the, the, the performance I enjoyed the most okay. was actually the Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. Tell <laughs> us why. Tell me why. <laughs> Which is such a bummer. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Boo! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It was, I think it was just like the production of it was so cool and to be, I've never seen Phantom of the Opera actually professionally done. I've only seen it been done read like either uh, at a university. That's the only place I've ever seen it. So I've never seen a touring. I've never seen it on Broadway. Never seen anything. So, um, but also, um, I thought Michael Crawford did a great job. I really, really liked his voice. And then also. You know, seeing him later on in the show, not to show our cards a little bit, but he, it's such a different, like he literally seems like the complete opposite of who the Phantom is. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what? So, what? anyway, that was the one, I, as much as I love Into the Woods and, you know, Anything Goes was fun and Romance, Romance, you know, Phantom was just the one performance that kind of captured me the most. Yeah, let's quickly say Phantom sang the last verse of Phantom of the Opera. So my question is, did Sarah Brightman actually sing those notes? I was wondering that that too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised, but also I don't know. Because did they even have like back? It's the original production. So did they even record it back then? I don't know. I don't know. So I thought, see, I was watching that and I thought oh shoot if she's actually singing that this is a great performance michael crawford in this performance deserved the win he got just based off of this performance alone on the tony awards it was very good but i will say they chose the music of the night which is potentially the most problematic song of the whole show because is he molesting her as a phantom where she is in, not in control like is there sexual like the words are close to excess- sexually making you believe that something sexually is happening they also could be just romanticizing this idea of othering yourself into a entire world that is outside of who you are and just becoming engrossed in that it's very hard to know is he talking about the music is he talking about her? Is he talking about something in between? And the way that it is staged in this version makes it feel as if 
he is talking about himself when he says, touch me and all that stuff. And it just was like, I really could have, you could have sang angel music. Like we could have sang something else. I felt like I, he did such a good job and I get why they said they had this, but there just could have been a different song. So I want to say that. And then I want to say another thing about song choice here about into the woods. Okay. In the previous one, in the previous, in the Tony rewind we did not that long ago, where Into the Woods is being revived, they sang Children Will Listen into Ever After. This time they sang Into the Woods, the opening number, Into Children Will Listen. They really didn't spend much time on Into the Woods. But anyway, I think that was their downfall. I, I truly think that this performance would have been a lot better if they had stuck to one song. Like, I just feel they could have done Ever After. They really just should have done. I I just feel like, I even feel like with the person who was nominated for Best Leading Actress in a Musical and ended up winning from um, Into the Woods, that this, she's barely in both Into the Woods and Children Will Listen the way that they staged it on the Tony Awards. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was wondering, like, maybe they could have done, like, It Takes Two. Like, that would have yeah, been... I was just like, they like, should have done something else. My yeah. other thing, my other thing, my last thing, I have a question. Why wasn't Bernadette Peters singing on stage? Why wasn't she there? This was the confusion with me because... So, at first, I knew that she didn't perform for the Tonys before this. Why? Because she wasn't in the show at the time she was conscious no she left the show to go do a movie okay but she was in the original okay wait hold on see back up back up bernadette peters was the original witch on the broadway production which this is what's being nominated she is there physically the night of i understand that the touring company the touring witch is playing and she's great but i personally don't understand this is the for the original production So just to clarify, so Into the Woods premiered on Broadway September 3rd, 1989 with Bernadette Peters. Um, Peters left the show five months later due to a prior commitment to a film. The Witch was then played by Betsy Jocelyn from, from March 30th until April 14th when Felicia Rashad took over. So Felicia Rashad was in the production that it was that was going on at the time so but the, my question is why wasn't Bernadette nominated then though that is a great question because they I guess they just didn't want to nominate her the other question is why was she there and didn't I I was like oh she must just be in LA but then she was there like why didn't she perform that's what yeah I don't I don't know it felt I couldn't it felt so wrong it was very weird so weird uh, okay, so that that was that. And then one last thing on the performances. Anything goes. Patty LaPone. So this is one of the shows that stuck to one song. So mm-hmm. good for them. Props to them. And they stuck to the song that also most most anything goes performances sing at the Tony Awards, <laughs> which is good. But I wanted to know, Patty LaPone looks like a child in this show. Number one. Number two, I think she's nervous. Which is so interesting mm-hmm. because normally yeah. on stage when we've seen her now, she looks like she just belongs there. She is not worried at all. 
I understand the rhythm of this music is difficult. She can sing the crap out of the song, so there's nothing there. But I did want to say that the opening combination to the song where she's not dancing, but the rest of the performers are dancing is a harder combination, but she's not dancing. Sutton Foster danced almost the entire time until like the last 16 bars before she sings and before they all sing the last chorus one more time and then she sings anything goes and i'll tell you that they did not do the same arrangement for this not just the dancing but they didn't even do the same arrangement of at the end of the song and i did not know that i thought that's how the song always was because i guess i always listen to sutton's version they probably i mean they probably changed it they probably they must have but it just was like yeah wild anyway also um patty lapone was 40 years old when she did this performance what (laughs) she literally (laughs) looks 20 like 15 20 yes she does look 20 yeah absolutely yeah i am deceased she's 73 now she's 73 and won a tony i mean she's a queen i am not going to speak ill of her yeah um, I will say also to speaking of age that the uh, Michael Crawford was 20 years older than Sarah Brightman at the time of the yeah. Tony Awards. Yeah. So there's another yeah. thing. All right. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's okay. Let's should we go to talk about best play and then we can dissect the the musicals. I'd love to because but we okay. can do best play and even um, performance by a featured actor in a play together. So okay, best performance by a featured actor in a play. Elroy Lindo, Joe Turner's Come and Gone, Lou Liber- Liberator. That's how I'm going to say their name. Do it. Burn this. Michael Gao, go. Yeah, I think Gao. Okay, I'd, great. I'd go Michael with Gao. Gao. <laughs> I'd go with Gao. Yeah, Michael Gao, Breaking the Code, and D.B. Wong and Butterfly. D.B. Wong taking home that. Wait, it's B.D. Wong. Oh. Is what I say. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> uh, MBD uh, I'm dead. <laughs> I was like, wait, I'm looking at it. It says BD on my <laughs> I can't. BD Wong taking home the Tony Award. And then so briefly uh going to best play overall. The best play nominees were Speed the Plow, Joe Turner's Come and Gone, A Walk in the Woods. And M Butterfly with M Butterfly taking home the yes. Tony Award for Best By Play. David Henry Huang is, I believe, how you pronounce it. But yeah, this, first of all, we, again, we'll link the Tony Awards down in our, you know, the YouTube video down in our show notes below. But if you guys go back and watch it, you'll get to see the performances here. BD Wong did a great performance here i also personally loved the joe turner's come and gone i was gonna say the same thing i was gonna say the same thing they were so good and delroy lindo who's nominated here um go a couple years ago um he was in a netflix movie called called defy bloods on netflix and um spike spike lee directed that incredible movie incredible performance by delroy lindo um 
It's a great movie, and he and he was great in the clip too. It was it was just such a yeah. It made me want to see the play a little bit more, but also August Wilson is great. So, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I've I've read this August Wilson play before, but it was so it was so great to see it mm-hmm. done. Yeah, I will say something to mirror the Tony Awards this year. Even is that there were every there were a lot of like multi like diverse shows like all of them were very different the casts were pretty diverse and the it was it was really cool to see like the you know we got Serafina in there and, and Butterfly and even Into the Woods with with you know Felicia Rashad in there representing yeah. a, a lot of different you know um different types of people which was really cool yeah I think there were lots of different narratives also I yeah I think all of the play I think the plays were stronger than the musicals for sure mm-hmm. but I would say the revivals were also revival of both the plays and the or the play and the musicals were also really pretty diverse um yeah. as well yeah that was pretty cool to see so yeah and Butterfly I mean took it took two pretty actually they took three because they took the direction of a play as well so they took three pretty strong tony awards and um there also is a movie version of uh and butterfly that was made in 1993 uh as well so i didn't know that that we should watch that after this we should yeah right now (laughs) um next let's talk about uh, the featured actor and actress in a musical which is okay. fun we got best performance by a featured actress in a musical we have regina resnick in cabaret and cabaret uh allison reed in cabaret which is interesting because sally is a lead isn't she mm-hmm. anyway. uh i want to make sure i get this name right laliti kumalo great in Serafina and then winning we have Judy Kay in the Phantom of the Opera which we already talked about Judy Kay which is so fun I liked her acceptance speech here it was fun it was fun it was fun uh and then best performance by a featured actor in a musical we have Robert Westenberg for Into the Woods which interesting that he's the only featured performer nominated Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh Werner Klemperer in cabaret anthony healed in anything goes and winning is bill mcclutch mcclutchen mcclutchen for anything goes which i loved his acceptance speech it was so great it was so cute so cute i liked him i liked that a lot any thoughts yeah. here any any separate i mean it was that he we never saw bill or judy k perform so no, I, you know, what I think is funny is that uh, Cabaret had the most nominations in these two categories combined and walked away with none. Um, no, I, I, I don't, I don't really think I have a lot of thoughts. I, I probably everyone in these nominee, like not every nominee in both of these categories deserved it. I didn't feel like I know one deserves it over another. Right. Um, so, right. yeah. Yeah. The next pairing I think we could do, um, unless you feel strongly about another one, are mm-hmm. the best score, original score, and best book. Okay, let's do I'm it. I'm so excited. So uh, take it away. <laughs> okay. 
best original score written for the theater. Um, so the nominees were Serafina, Romance, Romance, The Phantom of the Opera, and Into the Woods. With Into the Woods uh, taking the win here where Stephen Sondheim was little baby Stephen Sondheim. Not really a baby, Sondheim. but he was really cute. He accepted his Tony very well and I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that was really good. Okay, so then best book of a musical, Barry Harriman, Romance, Romance, Richel, Richard Stiglow and Andrew Lloyd Webber. Phantom of the Opera, Lee Brewer, The Gospel at Colonius, and James Lapine, Into the Woods, with Into the Woods taking that as well. So Taylor, what are your thoughts here when you have a best book of a musical and you have a best original score, music and lyrics written for the theater, taken by the same team? What are your thoughts? My thoughts are I'm... I'm so excited. I, I'm just, I love that they took these together. I loved James Lapine's speech about Stephen Sondheim, about <laughs> having, you know, he's glad that he won so he didn't have to, to you know, share say, it. Yeah, share it. Um, yeah, I, James Lapine is also like a national treasure that I think people should like know about, you know, more, you know, him. Stephen Sondheim and James Lapine are like equally as con, you know, as contributing to um, musical theater and theater in general. I mean, he's an incredible playwright and also director. Um, so I love, I loved that they won together. And I think the score of Into the Woods is just like unmatched. I mean, we're seeing that even what's so crazy about, you know, there's so many references even to this year's Tony Awards and just this coming season in general you know with Patti Lapone being back on Broadway and um, of course with the passing of Stephen Sondheim I think a lot of shows are going to be pop- popping up from him uh, from from his works and stuff but also with Into the Woods coming this summer and it's just um, interesting that this you know we kind of randomly chose the Tony Awards like four weeks ago <laughs> and, <laughs> and now we're like oh wow there's so many like similarities which is fun but also i didn't yeah. know that andrew Lloyd weber wrote some of the book of phantom of the opera which is interesting. that was news to me also yeah. the thing i want to say about stephen sondheim and james lapine is that it feels like victory they deserve because in 1984 they um, were both nominated for book and original score for uh sunday in the park with george mm-hmm. and they did not win So I just, I really felt, I felt like this was a moment where them as a duo, this was their back to this um, kind of space together. Yeah. 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 Suddenly in the Park with George, one of 10 musicals to only win the Pulitzer Prize for drama and did not win the Tony Award for best score or best book. I know. (laughs) Just gotta, gotta put that out there. Um, Yeah. I. And can you imagine that four years earlier you produced that and now four years later like I just he's the man the man's the genius the man's the genius like he's just so incredible it's kind of Uh, it's kind of hard to fathom how many shows he put out in his time in his mm -hmm. in his prime really like he put Mm -hmm. out a lot a lot of content Mm -hmm. um awesome any any thoughts before we go to the big one here uh yeah I want to just shout out the best scenic design best costume design 
best direction of a musical and best lighting design all went to Phantom of the Opera. Yep. And, and costume design and scenic design to the same person. <laughs> yes. Who was not there. So they did not have an acceptance that's speech. <laughs> that's true. Both times. Um, Both times. But I, I think that that's really, and Hal Prince, who we love very much, um, was there. And I was like, oh my gosh, baby Hal Prince. I know. Um, not really a baby, but you know what I mean? Uh, I think I find it very interesting, Taylor, when we think about musicals and what it means to win best musical uh, to think about how best scenic design, best direction, best costume design and best lighting design and now sound design and other things go into that, right? Like they, when we are thinking about a sweep of the Tonys, technically in these four categories, uh, Phantom swept. But when you think about the gravity of best original score and best book, like you really want to win those because right. that, that talks about the integrity of the show this is about the Mm -hmm. staging of the show and the talent of the staging of the show and that is about the integrity of the show itself outside of this performance and normally when people win not always this year also 2022 being a time where this didn't happen as well but normally if you win best book or you win best original score if you win them both you're gonna win the tony award for best musical Mm -hmm. so i i find i find this really i i feel this is very fascinating about what it says about the musicals itself and the performances and i wonder if there is a difference well, and also, well, maybe we'll talk about this when we get to Best Musical, but I mean, we've talked about this before of like, if a show wins Best Score, but doesn't win Best Musical, like, what were, like, do they, was it just an overall, I don't know, in my head, is it like, is it just overall the musical is better in general, or is it just like, maybe the score is just better, but overall, the like, the whole con, you know, the whole show put together isn't you know, what they want to, I don't know. It's interesting. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. Before we talk about best musical, let's just briefly talk about best revival. Well, actually, even before we talk about that, I think we have to mention the best performance by leading actor and actress in a musical because leading actress, best performance, we have Patti Lapone in Anything Goes. We have Judy Khan in Chess, which Chess never got, Chess not getting any love, I Hello, guess. Hello, Chess. I know. That's the only thing it's nominated for. I know. Well, and right? Best Leading Actor. And then oh. um, we have Allison Frazier for Romance, Romance, and taking it, Joanna Gleason in Into the Woods. And wonderful to see her, you know, co-star Bernadette Peters giving her the award. It was very um, sweet. Very sweet. And her, her speech was so sweet so sweet and she looked great to be honest she looked so good and i think well deserving but also yeah why wasn't bernadette peters nominated here so confusing i just have <laughs> lots of questions about it also in any other year would wouldn't patty lapone win <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's it's yeah. interesting it's like yeah. they were like well we'll give into the woods this one win um which is fascinating. And then we have best performance by a leading actor in a musical. We had Howard McGillen in Anything Goes, David Carroll in Chess, 
uh, Scott Bakula in Romance, Romance, and then winning, we have Michael Crawford in The Phantom of the Opera. And you could tell, I mean, everybody really loved him in that room. Like everybody mm-hmm. was cheering for him. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, I said this earlier, like he just can not seem more not like the Phantom <laughs> at all. Like it's yeah. such an acting performance. Like I could tell he really, like, I don't know, like went inside of himself to become the Phantom. <laughs> I think, you know, one thing I would be thinking about if I were a Tony voter. So mm. this is just some insight yep. in case for the American Theater Wing. If, no, if listening. anyone's listening. Yeah, if anyone's listening. Um, I think if I was judging these performances for the, act- the leading actors and actresses, I would be thinking, are they, origin- are they originating this role? Right. Did they have to come up with this from nothing? because if you did which there wasn't nothing there's been movies and plays and other things written about the phantom of the opera okay so there this is folklore that goes beyond the musical in 1988 which which they mentioned which they mentioned they did mention i love that so but right like i would think okay well reno sweeney it's been done before patty lapone is amazing but you know what the baker's wife didn't exist until this year and Joanna really brought it to life. And like, she brought it to life from nothing. She gave it to everything, right? I think I personally think I would be thinking that. I don't know if that's fair. I, I want to caveat. I, I don't know if that is fair, but I do think that it is something I would consider. And I wonder if other right. Tony voters think about that. Well, a couple things I'll say here is that this is what I say every, almost every time we do this is why don't they just, they split up the revival and musical. Why yeah. don't they split up the revival performances I know, versus I know. The, the original performance? I mean, I agree. And in, in, I mean, to say that though, in eight, 1988, they were not splitting up the revival right. and musical, except for, except for that one category at the top. Right. So that's true. That's interesting. So cute. She said something like, I know that I, I'm just a baker's wife, but you all have made me feel like Cinderella. Thank you for the glass slipper. And I was like, I know, <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, so good. So good. All right, Rachel, round us out with okay. best revival and then we'll, uh, we'll end on best musical, of course. Okay, let's do it. Best revival. Okay, best revival. Uh, the nominees are Dream Girls, Cabaret, A Streetcar Named Desire, and Anything Goes. With anything goes, taking best revival. Honestly, because we didn't see Cabaret perform. We didn't see Cabaret. Dream Girls did perform the original Dream Vaguely. Girls, but not yeah. the revival Dream Girls. And I was like, what? And then we didn't see happening? Streetcar. So we only saw anything goes. <laughs> that feels right. I feel <laughs> so, I feel biased and also it's correct. I wonder so. if Patty was like, I'm only performing if I'm the only show. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I will say that anything goes also one best choreography as they really deserved. Yes. They really totally. deserve that. Totally Absolutely. Deserve. All right. Bring us home with the best musical. Okay. We've already told you the nominees, but I will remind you the nominees for best musical are Serafina, Romance, Romance, Into the Woods, and Phantom of the Opera with the Phantom of the Opera taking the win. Taking the win. Now, Rachel. In case you didn't know, which we did talk about this on our Phantom of the Opera deep dive, the Phantom of the Opera throwback 
is still playing on the Broadway. It is the longest running musical in Broadway history. Of all time. Now, I'm wondering if you can play a little what if scenario with me. If yes, I also, Woods, I also would like to play a what if scenario. If Into the Woods had one best musical, mm-hmm. would it still be running today? That is my question. Do you think it would still be running? No. I don't think so either, but that makes me really sad. <laughs> you want to know why? I have I have a few thoughts about this. Here's here's what how I would piece this together. Number one, as we've already talked about with Phantom of the Opera, it's a classic style. Classic right. style. People know what's happening. The story's kind of familiar. People who would maybe go to an opera, people who would spend some money on the theater, they're going to go here because the costumes are amazing. You feel like you're having a theatrical experience. You really are. And there's that and that kind of singing and you feel elevated, right? So it's, I would say classic, right? So you get that classic group. The second thing, uh, we can say whatever we want to say about Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber and his current political opinions, but as a composer, he did not move as fast and produce as quickly as Stephen Sondheim. So here's my thing, stock within the community, as I think personally, then as a person with all of his contacts. And I I think that's part of why who he was created this element of, oh, it was written by Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. He was not yet, sir. He was not yet that. But you know what I mean? Like, I think he had some clout. Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber had a lot more. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know how much that actively played into people's minds, but I think he wasn't, I think that he enjoyed that piece and maybe still does enjoy that piece of a musical. You've even seen him right now. Cinderella on the West end is closing his version and he's very upset about it. I don't think Stephen Sondheim would have been upset when a show closed Sweeney Todd. Like he's just had so many things go for him that I think he was constantly moving and he knew that kind of that that sort of thing and the third the third thing i want to say is it's an ensemble show the into the into the woods is a full ensemble show every person has to be very good at literally everything besides dancing to be in the show it is a lot phantom of the opera you can keep a large majority of your chorus for years i can keep Mm -hmm. you for years you can be in the show for years yep and there are a few main characters who I can switch out. And I think I really, I think that's the money. I think that's the money. I think that's partly why. And the longer it runs, obviously it, it the longer it runs, the more likely people are to know it and to go see it. And so eventually it becomes its own beast. But I do think at the beginning, right. those are some reasons. What are, what about you, Tay? What, what are your thoughts? Well, part of me wonders, so there's this also, there, there's this thing in the Oscars where they'll usually give the best screenplay award, the original screenplay award to like the young, cool, hip, like movie screenplay. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw this even last year with Promising Young Woman taking the best original screenplay or even in the late nineties with like Pulp Fiction winning best original screenplay at the Oscars but then like something totally generic winning the best picture and I feel that's a little bit similar here of like Into the Woods is like kind of edgy in a way I mean even Hmm. like The Wolf is very edgy and (laughs) and 
even the way of just thinking about like oh fairy like what happens after happily ever after is like well does anyone really think about that like it's happily ever after but that's the brilliance of Stephen Sondheim so it's almost like they were like well we'll give you best book and best score but we'll give the classic like you were saying show Phantom of the Opera the best musical um so I don't know maybe that had something to do with it too I I think that yeah I think that that had to have something to do with it. Although I will say Stephen Sondheim at this point had already written so many things. So right. it wasn't necessarily about him, but I think maybe the way that the story is told, right? We we talk a lot about why the heck has Oklahoma been revived so many times when the story is about abuse, basically. Right. Like, why are there these shows that are classic shows that masquerade these sad and tender and potentially vulnerable and maybe not okay moments mm. with beautiful music and then more people will go see it and not think about that Stephen Sondheim slaps you upside the head with thinking about whether what you're what you're listening to and what you're seeing is correct he literally in I would say into the woods is the the perfect example of an opening of this fairy tale to make you reimagine and re-see the things that you thought were that were perfect, that were okay, that were glossed over. And Phantom of the Opera, in my opinion, does the opposite. It mm. glosses over all these moments. It, it romanticizes yeah. these moments that are potentially not okay because, but the music is so good, right? Like music of the night, I guarantee you the majority of the world does not think about that as a molesting, potential molesting song. It is a right. beautiful song. So I, I think that there's part of that too, of like, well, how much are we going to acknowledge it? Mm. And I, I mean, I do want to say going back, Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber had written some hits before him, before this. And like that were hits at the time that they came out. Joseph, Jesus Christ, superstar, Evita, <laughs> Cats, less of a hit. And also there were three or four others before then. So I, I do want to say like, you know, anyway. Yeah. Well, even my point now, while you were talking, my point might be mooted as well, because Sondheim had written, obviously, West Side Story and Gypsy, but then himself, funny thing that happened on the way to the forum, Company, Follies, Sweeney Todd, Little Night Music, Something in the Park with George, all before Into the Woods. And yeah. all of those were incredibly successful. He had some not so successful ones, but all of those were very successful. So, yeah. 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 So. I don't know. It's just, it's very interesting to look at this because I feel like this is kind of, I mean, just because of the fact that we still talk about Phantom today, it's still performing. It just performed at the, you know, whatever the, what was that thing for the queen? Now I'm blanking. The Jubilee. Yes. The Jubilee. Phantom the opera performed at the Jubilee. Like it's still a big thing. And Andrew Lloyd Webber was, you know, honored there. So it's still but you know into the woods is still a big thing too it's just big in a different way and i think yeah right these these are the things these are the questions we constantly ask when it comes to a tony award is does best musical mean that it's the best does it mean it's the most well known does it mean it's going to be what lasts forever or or are there shows that got snubbed potentially or were super competitive potentially it was like really competitive if not snubbed right and yet we're still talking about it and arguably into the woods is doing what stephen sondheim probably wanted most is it's playing any every i mean everywhere any school will do it any you know any people are talking about it and potentially that's more powerful because like i will never play christine in a 
in a school production of phantom of the opera yeah yeah but i don't know if angela weber cares about that as much no i don't i don't know i don't know i don't know yeah yeah fascinating oh rachel thank you Mm -hmm. so much for having this this discussion with me about the 1988 tony awards we would love to hear you guys thoughts on the show um find us on social media and yeah let us know what you think phantom phantom or into the woods pit them against each other come on romance romance like you know throw throw some seraphina throw something else in there that's right that's right all right rachel let's talk about character of the week let's do it this is a segment where Taylor and I pick a theater character that we're feeling like for this past week. So we think about all that we've done over the last week from recording to now, and we think of a theater character who has similar vibes. Similar vibes. We also would love to hear your characters and also your thoughts on this 1988 Tony Award. So comment on our social media pages. Tell us who you are this week. And you also may get a shout out on a future episode of theater nerds please send us in you know we have our form on our website send us your characters of the week we will link it in our show notes we'd love to hear from you guys Uh, we also you know uh, leave us a star rating and a review we'd love to hear from you guys here's looking at you here's looking at you uh (laughs) who's coming up roses um (laughs) rachel tell me who is your character this week so my character this week was um inspired by the fact that I feel like in the last two days, I've been extremely productive. Here's what happens when you have a long weekend, you're more productive because you got that extra day where you can either rest because you did things during the weekend, or you can get stuff done. I got a lot of stuff done. Um, and there's another person who I know gets a lot of stuff done and they get a lot of stuff done. Um, maybe because they're having a little bit of an episode, but Still, I enjoy the fact that they are getting stuff done. They are very achieving. And I just felt very achieving oriented, although I am not having a manic episode. <laughs> I know who this and is. <laughs> my character this week is Natalie from Next to Normal. Wonderful. Uh, Amazing. I love that. I thought you were going to say Diana. <laughs> well, she's not as productive. She's only productive in that first know. scene with the pancakes. Yeah, the the sandwiches and in the Costco number that was cut for the Broadway. Oh, line. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> we'll link that down God. below. Wait, that notes. number is so good. That number is so, so good. good. <laughs> good. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, I love that. I love that. Okay, what about you, Rachel. Taylor? Oh, my goodness. Well, as we said, you know, BR before recording, I have been very tired today. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I is it just me so we're recording this on a tuesday tuesdays are my least favorite day of the week i don't know why they're just the worst because you're so you're so far from friday but like monday you're kind of still on a high from the weekend i know everyone's like i hate mondays but like sometimes i don't actually hate mondays i just gotta say i'm not a garfield but tuesdays they just (laughs) kick me in the face so oh I'm very God. tired today, even though I do sound energetic right now, but that's because I've been recording now for the Because we've been talking about the Tony Awards. What's exactly. more energetic? It's, re- it's re- I'm not. I'm not going to sleep tonight, obviously. 
Um, (laughs) But I'm feeling like I kind of want to, you know, like switch back into a different body, maybe like really want to go back to like maybe my 16 year old self. So I'm really when I was less tired. So I want to I'm feeling like Ellie from Freaky Friday, the musical, because I really just want to pull that Freaky Friday, go back into (laughs) a 16 year old body where Uh I was like, yeah, I'll stay up all night. It'll be fine. That is incredible, incredible work. Thank you. Thank you. I love Freaky Friday the musical. Oh, yes. It's on Disney. You should watch it, but also you should listen to the recording because potentially I've actually that's even never better. seen the Disney movie, but because I loved the girl who played Ellie so much and I wish they had kept her. But yeah. 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 And another time for another day. But both of our characters are represented from Tom Kitt and Brian Yorkie musicals. Yes, that's so funny. We did not plan that. That's no, amazing. We didn't. Oh, that oh is so gosh. great. I love it so oh, much. I love that. In a Yay. multiverse world, they would meet and probably be friends. You know? Yeah. Huh? Maybe. If you guys would like to join in on our discussion, uh, of character of the week or the 1988 tony awards check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can f- also find us on instagram and twitter at theaternerdpod and on facebook at theaternerdpodcast thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next week